0: Hello, welcome everybody to episode 27 of the PokeGuardian podcast. My name's Taj from PokeTaj.com and we are here with Zachariah as usual.
1: Hello everybody.
0: And today we've got a very, very special guest. We've got Ross Gilbert here.
2: Hi everyone, I've been arguing for like 27 episodes to be on this so it's it's, <laughs> it's nice to finally be here.
0: Finally. We are honoured to have you here Ross, thank you so much for being with us Uh, Those of you who don't know, uh, Ross is from PTCG Radio and obviously What He Plays which is his secondary channel as well Um, A huge part of the community, very pleased to have him here and yes, he recently hit a very big milestone for his YouTube channel which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly So before we do though, let's have a look at our card highlights for what we've picked up since the last podcast Zachariah, do you want to start with
1: what you've got? Well, yes, um, I've picked up a very special card, at least to me, Uh, some uh, uh, we never have seen it before, Uh, but some of you may recognize this person, it is the the business card of Poneta Ishii from the official Pokemon card game YouTube channel, the Japanese one, and uh, it is signed by him, and uh, fortunately I got it for a very nice price, and this is an official cardstock so it, it has a japanese bag and cardstock on there and i'm very happy with this so nice nobody knows about it except for for very very specific collectors and i like human on pokemon humans on pokemon cards and this is one of them i'm very happy with it <laughs> um another one is not a card but very special to me again I don't know if you can see it, but it is the Mitsuhiro Arita Illustrated. Uh, what is this called again? Uh, how to store your uh, cards? no?
0: It's it's like an, a plastic A4 file, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah, yeah. A4 paper file. And um, it is called The Revival of Lugia. I've got and some... Other-
0: yeah, it's stunning. I mean, those of you yeah. who can't see, yeah. the, see it clearly on the podcast or listening to the podcast, check out um, Zachariah's... Twitter, and you can see it's, the image so clearly. Such a beautiful artwork, I have to say. Obviously, anything by Mitsuhiro Rita is stunning. Awesome.
1: It is it's from 2005 and it hasn't aged a bit. It is that timeless. And um i, I all the evolutions are on there and it's just fantastic. Those are one of my major highlights this uh, month. To be fair, this month it has been very slow for me. I've got a, a booster box of better region coming, but. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I've got my delayed shipment from Japan uh, this week, with, uh, with, uh, which are four Goldstar Ambion cards from Japan, so I have uh, too many now, and I'm very happy with that, <laughs> but that's about it, and uh, you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ross, what about yourself? What have you picked up recently?
2: Well, I, I wasn't warned this was going to be part of the show. And also, this is my first episode, so I I could legitimately pull out any card I've ever picked up, which is really intimidating. Uh, but I did find a couple of things that are hanging around. One of the things, like and these aren't money cards, I'm, I'm not prepared of any money cards, yeah. but I did pick up the trio of the oh. first part the Pokemon from... Uh, from Legends Arceus, but these are the Taiwanese versions with the KFC stamp on, which shouldn't be very important to me, but for some reason I've got a real thing for KFC stamped cards. Anything and with a KFC stamp also. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. They did that set a little while ago that had the, um, the full art Pikachu, the Charizard, the Mewtwo, bunch of others. And I'm very, very lucky and I understand how lucky I am, let's be clear but I kind of put a call out over Twitter and some random person who'd rather remain anonymous got in touch with me and they were like, yeah, I'll send them to you. And they just sent them out to me. And what's really cool, they actually put them in the 25th anniversary oh, sleeves. Nice. But then they just kind of kept going. Yeah. So, these are actually just kind of available here. But they just... And again, there's some random person who's doing me a favour to begin with. They, they, they've chopped in the Blastoy sleeves. Nice. Which is a bit nice. And nice. then just five different packs in the Chinese language from recent sets. And... Oh, I hope they're here. These are literally just things that I can kind of reach behind <laughs> me. But they also included... No, I put them in a binder. A bunch of random Okacheke cards in the Chinese language. Just for the sake of being a lovely person, which was kind of cool. Um, another one I'll just point out quickly. Korakora Cora Regigigas. Nice. And look, I know this isn't a particular money card. This isn't like the Pikachu V-Max that everybody was going after but I love me some Regigigas. And as a cool little side note, I recently had my third kid and my kids all have a spirit Pokemon. So the day Daisy was born, my firstborn, it was literally like she was born around about the time they revealed uh, Latias Prism Star. Yeah, Latias Prism Star. So literally she was like 10 minutes old and I'm telling her about this new card, which (laughs) did not end up being anywhere. I I I told her like it was the most exciting card ever. It turned out not to be. Uh, Archie, my second born obviously Kyogre, that one kind of writes itself. So, but for Ruben, the new one, I had no idea what to what to do. And I was chatting with a lovely Antoine Boulet, and Antoine was like, "Well, Reggie is the most recent card that's been revealed," which was true. And Ruben and the Reggie's does have a nice ring to it, which is true. Yeah. And I actually picked this card up, you know, weeks before my son was born. It's just a nice little coincidence, but I like Coro, Coro promos. And Regigigas is my son's spirit Pokemon, so I love this card. Also, another lovely person whose name escapes me and I'm really sorry. Send me the Flareon.
0: Oh, nice. And, and it's a just... a beautiful
2: card. I just love it. I mean, to be yes. fair, the, the the V is amazing. Yes. But man, that it's one of the greatest cards ever. And I will never own the English version of it, and that makes me a little bit sad. Wait, you mean the Japanese version? I mean the Japanese, Japanese version. <laughs> but if I ever become one of those super rich YouTubers i am nowhere near but i've ever got to that stage before i buy like a car or a holiday home i'm buying the japanese version of that Flareon.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, the dream fair enough excellent some amazing pickups there and i love the story about the Reggie jiggets as well that's just epic um so for me for myself i was going through the last podcast and thinking right most of the cards that i've picked up i showed you guys on the last podcast so i'll go through a few I did pick up. So I did an order from um, someone in Japan. I managed to pick up a couple of bargains. First off was another one of these. And you can never have too many stamped promos, can you, Ross? Double um, so
2: stamp! That's the dream. Yeah,
0: so that's Honey. Obviously, I think this was um, this is the Battlestar style um, pre-release. I mean, for Regigigas. I mean, sorry. Rengeki Ichigeki booster boxes. Um, this was a buy a box promo, so I, man- I've, I've, I did get quite a few of these originally when they came out but this was just too cheap, I'm like can never have too many, so I got that and then, talking about those um, evolution special arts, I picked up oh, yeah. it's very nice. uh, the Jolteon uh, Japanese version, which is epic, reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog but, um, the way it's sort of running up a building and spinning but <laughs> Absolutely epic artwork, so I got that. And there's some of you guys will probably know my good friend Andy Bevington. Andy, huge part of the community, very friendly guy. Used to, his channel used to be called Builds Lighthouse, but he's now called Andy Bevington. He pulled this card recently. I said, "Wow, epic card! Wish I'd wish I'd got one." I'm a bit jealous, but and I'm really happy for you. He DM me, said, Taj, do you want it?" And I was like, uh, yeah, I haven't purchased it yet. I said, what do you want in exchange? Because it we'll sort that out later. Don't worry about it. So he sent me uh, the Gengar VMAX Soso um, Special Art, which I had in Japanese. I would purchased it immediately when it came out in Japan. I uh, didn't want to risk buying deck boxes and not finding it. So <laughs> I purchased it as a single. And yeah, he sent me this. So I've sent him a couple of half booster boxes, one of Brilliant Star and Fusion Strike as A thank you. Um, because I thought that was a fair trade for this. This is absolutely epic, very hard to find. Not many people are opening Fusion Strike um, because it's such a huge set. There's no, It's not a playable set as such. Um, so it's not being opened as much as other sets like Evolving Skies or Brilliant Stars is. So It's one of those in-between sets that's sort of sitting in between two big sets that I think is probably undervalued a bit, very difficult to find hits because it's such a large set. So, yeah, very lucky I've got that. Um, so that goes into my Soso Master Set um, to sit alongside the Japanese version. So, yeah, those are my card pickups. So Beautiful. all of us there had some pretty impressive stuff there. Um, so we're going to move on now. Zachariah is going to do an interview with our good good friend Ross here. So I'll pass you over to Zachariah to uh, continue with that.
1: Welcome, Ross. Again, like Tarshad. Very happy to finally have you on uh, the Pocket Guardian podcast. Uh, why not earlier? I don't know, but we are here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in our last interview uh, on PokeGuardian.com, and at 2020 already, so, so already uh, almost two years, um, we did an article-based interview, and uh, when you reached 50,000 subscribers at the time, and I promised then, back then, I would do another interview with you and uh, now we are here <laughs> 100 000 subscribers again congratulations on that uh, milestone um, these are very um, nice milestones and congratulations uh, on your uh, newborn child as well again 2022 is a very nice year for you <laughs> have you had the time off to celebrate both of these uh, milestones
2: Uh, I did actually, I did about a week off and it was one of the awkward things and I love my job, let's be clear. This is is what I do, this is my job and I am absolutely delighted. There's a million brilliant things, like little things, like if parents, non-parents listening won't get this, parents will. There are times when I'm like, I'm working upstairs and the kids are just being kind of a nightmare. And like for the past like nine months, we've been a two-year-old and a three-year-old or thereabouts, they do age over time. And my wife's been pregnant looking after both of them and there are some times when they're just both kicking off and they're being kids, they're, you know, they're lovely kids, they're really nice kids, but we all have our moments, right? And I can just stop working for half an hour, go downstairs and be like, you know what, wife, go and lie down, I'll have the kids for half an hour. I'm like, if I was still teaching and doing a regular job, I wouldn't be able to do that. And that is just, that I love being able to do stuff like that. One of the downsides is time off is horrible. Like it's, it's good, it's hard to get time off because if I don't upload videos, I don't get money. So the only way to really get time off is to make videos in advance, but finding the time to make a bunch of videos in advance is quite difficult. And then like, I mean, I, I did a bunch in advance, had a week off when my son was born, but I didn't really do any work. But at one point there were four videos I had to go and make little corrections to, because in the time since I made them, like, you know, I've done a video about how nuts April is looking, which is ironic because now May is looking so much busier than April. And now I'm going to have to make a follow up video, which makes look a bit like a liar. But in that video, I was like, hey, these EV tins, they're cool, but you don't need them. They're just straight reprints. Yeah. Which, when I made the video, was completely true. Yep. And then it turned out they're alternate art promo. So, yes, I had a week off. It was a bit of a pain, but I don't mind coming back because I kind of lo- like, I legitimately love what I do. And also, I can do that thing where I just work for two or three hours in a day and I'm like, ah, that'll do till tomorrow. And if I did it for yeah. too long, it builds up, but I'm, I'm very lucky in that way.
1: Yeah, that, that's, again, if you love something like that, uh, you, you just are always ready for everything. The same with, for example, my, my website. And 24-7, except for my sleep, I'm ready for news. <laughs> yep. Any time of the day, uh, the only thing is, sometimes I just am too busy. I'm sure you are sometimes busy as well. Um, but yeah, you are a well-known person, by the way, within the Pokemon TCG community. For the people that are not familiar with your YouTube channel, PTCG Radio, can you briefly explain uh, what who you are and what your channel is all about?
2: Oh, well, that's a heck of a question now, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so basically what... It's, it's gone through kind of a few iterations. So I I started off just doing the YouTube because you know what, I've got a podcast. And when you've got a podcast, you're supposed to do a YouTube channel. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I kind of it was all kind of half baked. And it was a bit meh. And then I, I started recording games at tournaments, and I would go to a tournament, I'd have a streaming table, or well, it wasn't streaming, it was purely recording, record a bunch of videos, upload them with commentary, which incidentally led me on to doing the commentary I've done for the Pokemon company, so that was definitely time well spent. And then that that was never all that popular, and then I started doing card reveals, and for a while my channel was largely card reveals. Card comes out, I have a look at it, and I i mean, there were sets I did Every, I mean, I still do every card, but almost every card had its own video. And for a while, that worked perfectly. Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, it was kind of people like yourself and Antoine Boulet, who are amongst my favorite people, kind of ruined that for me. Because nowadays, when a card comes out, there's just, there's translations everywhere super quickly. Yeah. You know, I was, and I'm very proud of this, Decidue IGX, the first person that ever posted about that in English, me. And bearing in mind, when I post about it, I've got to make a video, render the video, and upload the video, which takes an awful lot longer than sending out a tweet. So I still do card reveals, and card reveals are still a part of it, but I'm now far more news because I've basically spent the last, like, I don't know, 12 years, whatever, just being obsessed with this game. So my background knowledge is maybe embarrassing? Like, I could have spent this time learning about something useful like chemistry or medicine or languages and actually helped people. Instead, I've just brought this brilliant knowledge of the Pokemon TCG. So it's large... Basically, the answer to your question you actually asked is it's a news channel. There we go.
1: That's great. (laughs) What you said about uh, I'm a little bit ashamed. I don't think you should be ashamed at all. Why? Why? there are, for example, you know, I am a Pokemon professor. I'm not a stage one or stage two, but I'm an organizer. I organized my league since 2017, for example, yes. And um, when I literally was at a, you know, in a job interview, I mentioned I'm a Pokemon professor. It might seem funny at first, but there's you need to know the game first. You need to organize, (laughs) uh, you know, events. You need to facilitate a venue on your own. Uh, You need to, uh, uh, you know, teach kids, essentially, and uh, adults to uh, learn to play this game and even more stuff. And I think those are very underestimated skills you need at your work, essentially. And I'm sure the same is for you. You are a (laughs) caster. So um, say what you want to say, but uh, being a professional caster is no joke. Um, l- l- my pronunciation, you know, I'm Dutch. English is not my my primary language. You can hear my accent. I can't speak as well as you. Let's be fair. I will never probably speak as, uh, as well English as you uh, m- may have. So when you say you are a Pokemon caster, yeah, laugh you know, make fun of, uh, I will make fun of you. Or some people will, you know, some people that know, don't know Pokemon, they will make fun of you. But in the end, it's just all, you know, it's, it's all like you learn every day.
2: Yeah. I sense. mean, I will say your, your English is a heck of a lot better than my Dutch. That is important. <laughs> but I mean, I, I say it in yeah. jest. I mean, I did actually come from being a teacher and it's, It's kind of weird how well teaching prepared me for what I do now in terms of presentation, confidence. You know, as a teacher, your main skill is basically absorb information, get it down to what's important and explain it in a way people can understand, which is basically what I do for Pokemon. But I do actually, I I get emails quite often. I don't like to share the stories much because they're private stories. So I'm not going to give any real details, but I will sometimes, you know, get emails from people who are going through a hard time for whatever reason. And they're like, I've just been watching your videos and actually it's been really helping. And at times I feel like, oh man, that's a bit weird. But then I realise, like, well, when I'm having a bad day, there's certain podcasts and YouTube channels that actually, that's where I go to, to get that little bit of comfort, and to cheer me up and to kind of take me out of it for a while. And I suppose if I can be that for somebody, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend my job is super important because it's not, but I, I do joke. I do... I do some good here and there. And I do hear from people saying, you know, that actually sometimes I'm, I'm helping a little bit and that does feel good.
1: Yeah, that that is always, like you said, I sometimes watch YouTube videos as well. Uh, I watch your channel, <laughs> how, how weird it is, but it is, you know, when I'm busy, for example, Taj also busy, you know, you are busy, Ross. I put a podcast on, you know, very casually. I do my work that that's about it. And I'm, for example, I can't do something and not try to gather information. I always want to learn more. I'm I'm certainly, uh, you both have the same mindset as me, but uh, yeah, that's an important life lesson. Um, And, you know, entertainment, you know, YouTube has been such a big thing now. But, but did you have any um uh you know channels you looked up to or something like that before you uh, made your own channel or did you, did you just uh, hey i have podcasts now i need to push out videos something like that how did awesome. you uh,
2: when I started off, so Six Prizes used to be the website. And I know it's not the same as it used to be, which makes me really yeah. sad. But for yeah, I mean I wrote for Six Prizes. Before I started doing podcasts or any of that, there's there's still plenty of articles online where I I think I wrote 40 or I wrote a bunch for Six Prizes. And that was kind of my first foray into all of this. In terms of podcasts, I mean there literally was none. And I'm really happy about that because I'm I'm very much a kind of a, a doing person. Like you say, I mean first for knowledge. It's it's what I'm always trying to tell my students. And apparently I was I mean, my mum says it was great. Sounds super annoying. But apparently, as a kid, I was always asking questions, like constantly about everything. And I'm a dad now. And that sounds like exhausting. But apparently, my mum my didn't get too exhausted by it. But I literally, I discovered podcasts. We're talking, oh, goodness, back in 2011, 2010, something like that. And so I started listening to all these podcasts. And then after a while, I was like, Well, I got a football podcast and a movie podcast and a comedy podcast I listen to. Let's go find a Pokemon podcast. And for TCG only, there literally weren't any. Like they didn't exist. Six prizes have done one. And they had two episodes, which I literally ripped onto CDs to listen to in my car. It was a different time back then. I would not do that nowadays. <laughs> but there was no like regular Pokemon TCG podcast. So me being me, I was just kind of like, right, well, my housemate does training videos and such. I nicked her headset. and don't listen to the first podcast. I did want to hit 300 episodes. Oh. It's horrendous. Like, and I'm not yeah. being humble. It's terrible. But you have to do a bunch of terrible ones to get to the good ones. Absolutely. You know, it, it all led me where I am. But You know, that for me, I'm I'm forever grateful that no one else made a podcast. Because if someone else had done one, I probably would have just listened to it. And like I say, the podcast led on to the videos, which led on to the casting, which led on to kind of what I'm doing now. In terms of channels, it was the top cut. Like nobody was doing anything until the top cut came along. I mean, essentially, and I don't want to misrepresent this, but I don't think we have official streams like we do without the top cut. Because, I mean, I mean, Worlds 2011, the Top Cut streamed that. We had a homebrew stream <laughs> at the World Championships, which is a ridiculous concept. But they were just like, eh, we know who to ask. We know we can do this. Let's go and do it. And, you know, they had everything else. They had their um, Bad Deck Monday and their regional roundtables. You know, what everybody else is still doing nowadays. But nobody was doing that. And the Top Cut came out and did it. And, you know, you see, basically, they they left when Kyle Puka-Sukovic got hired by TPCI. And, I mean, if you were TPCI, you'd have hired Puka as well. That was an absolute no-brainer. Literally, of every single person in the community, I don't think there was anyone else who should have been hired ahead of him. And, you know, still working at Pokemon, still doing great things. And, yeah, that was definitely the inspiration for me, because I wanted to do that.
1: Yeah, that's a great inspiration. Yeah, he's also, uh, Kyle, producing very nice products now. With uh, the, I think he produced uh, the Battle League Battle decks, right?
2: I don't know. The problem is, yeah. I don't know what I've heard officially. I can't remember yeah. what I've heard officially yeah. and what I've heard kind of on the down low, so I'm I'm not going to comment about yeah. any of this because I can't <laughs> remember what I'm allowed to say.
1: I think I remember he, he greatly contributed to at least one. Uh, I think the Picorum uh, League Battle deck. But um, very nice product. That, that's. But sorry, <laughs> to go back on topic, you, you mentioned you've been an official caster for uh, Pokemon event live streams. Uh, with, You know, the question is coming, you know, with official Pokemon events happening now and even Worlds uh, 2022 planned in London, will you be casting in any upcoming events again?
2: I I'm get sorry. this question all the time. No, it's a fair question. Uh, I'm going to give you the same answer I give everyone. It's not up to me. I hope so. We all know EUIC is happening in Germany next month. We all know Worlds is happening in London in August. Obviously, I am desperately hoping to be cast in those two events. It's not up to me. M- my thing has always been be available enough and good enough to be picked. Good enough? I mean, for instance, there was um one I did. The last one, because here's here's what's super weird. I realized this the other day and it freaked me out a little bit. I started casting in 2016? I think it was Nationals 2016, the last year in Nationals. I had to miss London or I had to miss UK for my brother's wedding, which I'm not too mad about because they're still married. But if they <laughs> ever get divorced and I miss the first, you know, I, I don't know if I would have been casting that one. I wasn't available, but I casted the other. So there's at least a good chance. If I miss that for a marriage that later broke up, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> But I did Germany and I did Italy and they were crazy events. They were, and again, there are still certain things I can't quite believe. Somehow I managed to wangle my way onto the Pokken commentary team and the TCG commentary team <laughs> at the same event. No way that would ever happen nowadays. But at German and Italian nationals, I was literally, like I commented a couple rounds of TCG and then a note would be passed, you know, at the end of this round, run over to Pokken. So I'd finish off the, 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 the table, I'd finish off the game, run over to Poken, finish that match, sit down to poken for an hour or two. I think there was one day I was literally on official streams for 10 hours in one day, which is amazing. And for me, that's like absolute heaven. And unfortunately, you know, they've got proper poken casters now, and I still watch all the Poken streams. They are really good and i'm not as good as those dudes and i understand i'm not as good as those dudes i will never cast poker again not in an official capacity i mean if they asked me to i would in a heartbeat let's be clear but they've got better people who do that better than me tcg i think i'm good and i think i'm doing a good job and i think i'm making a good case but you know i started in 2016 the last one i did was january 2018 in australia so i did maybe about 18 months of streams It's been four years since I did an official stream in person. Now I did do some of the the players cups from home. They were awesome and lots of fun, but I haven't been at a real event casting for four years and I miss it so much. But one of the things that came from the feedback, not always terribly politely Ross, you need to let Puka talk more. You're talking over him. (laughs) And I listened to this. I don't want to listen to this, but obviously I do. And you know, I had conversations with Puka at the event and The problem is me and Puka are very different people, as you can tell by the fact that I keep telling giant long anecdotes when a simple answer would do. I'm a bit of a talker. So, but, you know, I I was talking to Puka about that and working with him to try and make it better in terms of availability. And I promise you this is true. And this is another thing I probably should be embarrassed about. It's not a coincidence. My kid came in March because there were conversations with my wife that were basically Internet is going to be in April we cannot have a kid in April. We were trying for a kid. And literally, we'd had conversations that if it doesn't happen soon, we're going to pause so that we don't interrupt, so that there's no chance I have to miss internationals, which is clearly ridiculous. But actually, it's happening next month. There is a stream. I am now available if they want me. Yeah, Kind of worked out. But in answer to your question, I have no idea, but I hope so. (laughs)
1: Thank you for your answer. Yes, four <laughs> years already. That that is a long time ago. Honestly. Four years. Would you have any energy to do uh in-person events again?
2: Oh in a heartbeat. Like it's my dream. Yeah. It's it's all I want to yeah. do. Like that's I would be at one every weekend if they let me. <laughs> and my wife would yeah. keep married to me. I love like there is nothing yeah. that beats in person events. It's it's yeah. literally the most fun I have in my job and it's it's ridiculous. Like every so often I mean, before this was my job, I'd get a lot more mocking. Nowadays, I'm like, mate, I sit at home all day talking about Pokemon cards, and I see my kids all the time. But before then, people would occasionally mock me, and I'd be like, I've been paid to go to, like, Germany, Sweden, Spain. Yeah. Uh, not quite the... I've had free trips to the US, not paid trips to the US. Uh, Australia. So it's like, well, actually... And as soon as I tell people that, they're like, oh, okay, I'm jealous now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, to, to be fair, Pokemon in general has been much more widely accepted now, after Pokemon Go uh, since 2016, and even the last two years, Pokemon is now still people won't look weird anymore if you buy some Pokemon cards or have a wear Pokemon T-shirt. It is very widely accepted now. Um, but thank you for your answer. <laughs> let's switch it up yes um, i see you like the artist okacheke you know how how come why why, did you, why do you like the, that artist
2: excellent question wish i could give you an answer it's one of those things and higanasuuke is becoming my second favorite artist and kato stadiums less so the pokemon although their alternate art golurk is amazing but the, weird that they have really different styles for their Pokemon and their stadiums. I wish I'd give you a good answer, but it's one of those things where I just kept noticing cards that looked like the Shuppet. I, yeah. That Shuppet is one of the best ones they've done. The, the Psyduck is absolutely amazing. The Flareon. And then after a while, I noticed, I kept noticing all these amazing cards, and they all just happened to be Okacheke. Yeah. And then when the Flareon came out, it was actually Antoine Boulet again, who kind of was like, you must like the ice rat of calyrex the the v the alternate art of the v and i looked and i was like yeah i do like that one and then i took another look at it and i was like of course that's the same person and it's just i don't know what it is and I, i am not i'm not clever enough when it comes to art to describe why i like something but i just like the electabuzz that was in the most recent set i have never liked a picture of electabuzz before electabuzz is a very meh kind of pokemon but Oka Cheke Electabuzz is so good. And I just, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling when I see the artwork. It really is as simple as that.
1: Yeah, I, I really get it uh, because Oka has such a distinctive art style. I've never seen that art uh, kind of art style before on Pokemon cards. And I think it just clicks. He was uh, selected, I think, one or the, uh, the other iteration of the Illustration Quan pre before. But he didn't win. But got like many artists now, got uh, commissioned by the Pokemon company, by Creatures Inc. And um, yeah, again, it, it is, in my opinion, one of the, the top three Sword and Shield debuting artists, in, in my opinion. But thank you for your answer. <laughs> you mentioned also K2 uh, Stadium. Do you mean uh, Oswaldo Cato? I do. I'm probably pronouncing yeah. it terribly. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I no, no. For that. I Just pronounce for you know, mention for everyone because some people huh? what, what is Kato? But and I'm yeah. learning
2: Japanese. I should be better than this. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm learning Japanese. As well, but you know, what I always uh, personally like, you know, of uh, of cards and even artists. I try to pronounce it the correct way. It is not the, the you know the, the definitive way, but the correct way. And from these small details, I I try to learn Japanese. Again, I'm not fully committed (laughs) because I have other lots, loads of uh, stuff to do. But do you uh, translate God yourself now or do you just uh, fully rely on uh, uh, on Antoine Boulet?
2: I generally tend to check. So Antoine's lovely. One thing they tend to do is like, if I I ask him for especially a, a simpler translation, they'll be like well tell me what you think it is and then i'll give you the answer which admittedly is kind of and weirdly enough it was the um it was a pikachu v from celebrations that was the first one i actually kind of translated myself because that was the first one where anton was like no nah, i'm not telling you do it yourself <laughs> and obviously like would correct me if i was wrong but i mean i can simpler cards i can do by myself yeah. now yes Because there's lots of kind of shared phrasing you learn what discard is you learn what hand is one of my favorite little little things about japanese cards is that opponent they use ite which is partner so on japanese cards they don't refer to your opponent they refer to your partner which i think is a much much nicer way of actually kind of explaining it uh some cards i am still completely lost anything slightly unusual i can't do and i still make ridiculous (laughs) mistakes like um sneeze, though we saw the other day. For some reason, and it's really annoying because I looked at it and I'm like, oh, 80 damage for each special energy attached to the defending Pokemon. But it wasn't. It was special condition. And then I learned that and I look at the card and the kanji yeah. for condition is right there. And I know that kanji and I don't know why. And it's at that time, so I'm still learning. But I think within probably a year, I will be confidently translating them myself. Even, even the, the
1: slightly, slightly weirder nice. ones. That is very nice. For example, <laughs> I can trans- somewhat translate it, but when I see abilities, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. No, I'm not touching any abilities. <laughs> that is not for me. <laughs> but some some this, like Peck or Gunna, I, I recognize it, but it's not about my Japanese. It's just I see it so much used, you know, Peck and Gunna, and the generic uh, words. I just recognize it, but that is very nice. Yeah, I think a last question. Um, Sword and shield is coming to a close. D- do you have uh, had any cards art wise? No, uh, Okacheké <laughs> involved <laughs> during the generation. Uh, you rank among your favorites. Yes, yeah, so no, no Okachekés.
2: No, Okacheka, right. In terms of, are we we talking about artwork or playability?
1: Pure artwork.
2: Pure artwork. I mean, the obvious answer is the Hyaganosuke Ho O character rare. I think that one is just. There is something about that card I can't explain. And it's a very weird card because the Hoot Hoot is very, very small. It is rare you see a Pokemon card where the Pokemon is so small in the artwork. It's kind of jarring at first. But it gives you a real sense of scale of the mountain and, and it's got a generic trainer class in Sage. They didn't even give a yes. proper named trainer on the card. And there is just something about that which is amazing. Uh the Sylveon V-Max character super rare, I can't think of the odds off the top of my head. That is one which I am absolutely just enamored with. That is one which is an absolute favorite of mine. Um also the 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 Phalanx character rare with B. There's just something really yes. lovely and playful about that one, which makes me very, very happy. Um Oh, sword and shield—they're the ones that kind of. It is really the character rare and the character yeah. super rare. They are yeah. really the ones that kind of jump out to me. But off the top of my head, with no preparation, I would say you know those ones are just just wonderful.
1: That is very, very nice, very nice choice. But character rest and character super rare—you know, it, it, if. I think personally, if those would not be released this generation, I'm not sure if I would um, be very happy. <laughs> yeah, now, um, compared to Sun and Moon, because Sun and Moon in one, uh, year one year two, they also had like, yeah, average artwork in my opinion. Not necessarily the the, the regular cards, but you know, the ultra-wares. And yeah, I think VMA's Climax and even the Battle Region now is contributing to a very timeless uh, era of artwork. Um, I want art book. <laughs> yeah. I've been
2: yeah. saying this for a yeah. while. I genuinely think we are in the best era for Pokemon yeah. TCG art that we've ever been. Yeah. And we've got more artists. And it, it means that, you know, sometimes, like you know, Battle Region comes around, you've got that one quillfish or Hissuian quillfish, Moki and that's all you get. But then there's all those other new artists coming out. And, um so oh, the name escapes me. But the one that uses really vivid colors. So you saw the the lamp and the character rare of oh, the... Kurumitsu. There we go. Like, it's not my favorite art, but it's so distinctive and so different to everything else being produced. There's something for everyone and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. And a lot of those artists, yeah, um, they don't need Pokemon. <laughs> Some of them are just professional already. And they may have like 200K, followers on twitter this they are like oh this is a very nice artist we'll just uh, hire them and um yeah I, I, and that's why i'm so disappointed uh why i am not seeing that art book i i say every time I release the art book they they kind of did last year uh, i think in 2020 with the illustration magazine they showed like uh, a couple of special art cards and v or, or gx cards Without any um, text on there, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, on on uh, the art stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was uh, our interview. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Ross, for the interview. We will just uh, continue uh, the news. Uh, what uh, the primary audience is uh, signed up for, I I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and if you liked any of this uh, content, you know, just. Uh, hit up our feedback page uh, on the podcast site. And if you like, want to see more interviews like this, do you want to see Ross more on the podcast? <laughs> just just mention it, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, sort some uh, things out. Tash, the floor is all yours.
0: Yeah, first of all, I want to say, Ross, when I first started collecting Pokemon, I, I started collecting it because of my son, really. 2017, early era of the sun and moon, I think a lot of people have got into Pokemon because of Evolutions and Pokemon Go. We got in because my son had seen my nephews had some Pokemon cards. So he's like, oh, I want some of those. And then I started researching and is Guardians Rising era, I think. Yeah. And I, I'm very much one of those people, when I start getting into something, I get into it big time. So mm-hmm. I started looking around at YouTube and everything. And obviously you had the big people opening stuff on YouTube. You know, you had... Unlisted Leaf, Primetime Pokemon, Leon Heart, you know, and then there was you. And you were doing something totally different from everybody else. And I think you were the reason that really encouraged me and my son to actually go and play the card game. We were itching to learn how to play. We got some starter decks and then we were going to go to Burning Shadows pre-release, but something happened and we couldn't go. And then we went to Ultra Prism. And and another thing as well, and I always tell this to people, people are always apprehensive about going to play the card game because they're like, oh, I'm so nervous. What's the community going to be like? Are they going to be sort of like, oh, newbie coming in? But pre-releases are the best thing to go to, you know, and I always encourage everyone, if you've never been to a pre-release, do not work yourself up about it. Go there everyone's super friendly everyone's in the same boat they're all playing with new cards that no one's seen before they know about the cards because obviously ross would have told us about them on his on his (laughs) youtube channel but it's a fun atmosphere you know and um i just want to say thank you personally really because of what you do you know um on your main channel you teach everyone about cards uh we get to know about cards in advance and your enthusiasm no matter how You know, a card might not be the most playable card, but your enthusiasm for each card you reveal, you always see a positive side to a card, which, you know, and a lot of people play these funky decks where they're like, you know, I don't want to play the meta deck. I want to try something with my favorite Pokemon. And when you're talking about their favorite Pokemon with so much enthusiasm, it really does help. Um, So thank you for that. And even your secondary channel. Now I'm getting into Digimon, as you know. Um,
1: yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a huge help to me as well, and has got me into playing Digimon. So I appreciate everything you do for the community. Um, big congratulations, as as Zacharias already said, for the hundred uh, thousand subscribers. You deserve tenfold of that, and I'm sure you will get there very very soon. And yes, and congratulations on the new addition to your family. I know I've said it to you before, but not in person. So um, yes, it's it's uh, challenging. I know being full time poketuber podcaster and you know a dad as well um but you do a great job so thank you so much for everything you do for us ross
2: thank you dude i really appreciate that Guardians rising oh by the way pre-releases there's no extra prizes for doing well at a pre-release so nobody cares about (laughs) winning so it's the best way to go guardians i'll tell you one little story about guardians rising it was about that time where was a there was a caster summit in seattle and I'm allowed to talk about this because they made a video. If you've seen a video, they played it at Worlds a couple of years ago, when, when Worlds was a thing, where they interviewed myself, Jaywitz, Kay, and Aaron Zeng. Uh, and that's kind of all filmed. You see that in Seattle at Pokemon's offices. It's amazing. It was so much fun. But right, that was right as Guardians Rising was coming out. And I did a podcast with the lovely Freya Pierce, Joe Bernard, and um, David Hockman about Guardians Rising. And I just remember, like, we were recording that podcast and we were all kind of taking it in turns to pick a card. Guardians Rising was busted. Yes. That was a. Competitively, that set was absolutely ridiculous. So I got good Guardians Rising memories.
0: It was insane. Tapu Lele, for example, was the card to get for a good two years. It was. Back then, £50 for a card was a hell of a lot of money for a Pokemon <laughs> yeah. card. And I we all know that. And and just a standard <laughs> Tapu Lele, which I never pulled. Me and my son never pulled it. We must have opened 200 Guardians Rising booster packs and never pulled a single regular Tapu Lele, which was absolutely insane. But yeah, absolutely. It was a fantastic time to sort of join the community. And like I said, thank you so much for everything you do. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so the first article we're going to talk about is obviously about S10D, Time Gazer, S10P, Space Juggler. They're going to be released on April the 8th in Japan. And as we know, um, Pokemon Japan are very good at leaking, officially leaking cards as the date gets closer, just to try and get the hype up a little bit. Fridays are usually an official release, a leak, a official leak date um, on their websites, but they've been um, releasing some cards on their YouTube channel as well in certain videos, and they've been giving you a sort of preview on Twitter to say, oh, expect this card to be released, news about this being released tomorrow. So we're going to go over a few of them. So Orbeetle.la, um Blipbug line um, has been released, um, which looks quite interesting from what we can see. We've also had Featherball um, was recently yeah. shown. Uh, that's Search for One Pokemon that has no retreat cost, which is quite nice. Cleaver V-Star has shown up again as well, um, which we've seen in English because the English product was announced, wasn't it? And we yes. that, But I yeah. think we finally got to see all of the text, which um, Antoine um, has translated. But the really shocking thing for me was um, Machamp VMAX. Yes. So yeah. I thought, I thought, I seriously, personally thought the VMAXs we were getting in Starter Decks and stuff. Yeah, there's stuff that they haven't squeezed into year two. So they're just trying to sort of drip feed it out now and just get it out before this year's done. And it's not really supposed to have been in year three. But to officially put a VMAX in a main set and not a starter deck means it's intentional. Um, yeah. So VMAX climax wasn't really the climax. <laughs> it was, it was, there's a, you know, it's almost like a Marvel. The movie's not over yet there's a couple of extra trailers at the end type thing um with v max and we're getting <laughs> we're getting more um which which seems weird to me i mean i don't know how you guys feel about this
2: um Ross- i'm annoyed about it yeah. i'm really annoyed about it because i made a video over on my channel ptcg radio and i made a video about the fact v maxes were gone yeah. and then i got a bunch of people being like no it's not there were some in these v- in brilliant stars and I'm like, no, 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 no. They're just cleaning up the 100 start decks and VMAX Climax. They don't count. Yeah. So I made a second video saying, no, no, really, they're gone. And then we had the Korokoro Pikachu VMAX, but I'm like, random one-off magazine promo doesn't yeah. count. It is really hard to make that argument when they're putting them into sets. Yeah. I don't know whether they were designed. Maybe the card designers made more, and they meant to put them in earlier sets, but they had to cut them, and they really want to release them. But yeah, they don't make sense in year three of Sword and Shield. They just don't. Yeah, totally agree. Do um, I, I, you know what? I've got a sneaky
0: suspicion. Because of the pandemic, I reckon they probably had to cut a set somewhere. And <laughs> maybe they're squeezing the stuff out now. I don't know. But again, we, we really won't know until there's an official statement. And I never think we're going to get an official statement. So it's one of those things that, you know what? We don't get it, and I don't understand it. But um, it's quite interesting, that one. Uh, Bishop, I think um, Bishop is meant to be a fairly nice card from a playability point of view. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be nice for people who don't like playing the big, massive Pokemon cards. It's a nice little uh, deck, which I think everyone is going to get behind. We've got a lovely new um, stadium, Jaw Bog, which if you've played the video game, you will know about. Legends Arceus and the funny one was Energy Lotto so everyone was getting hyped about this one <laughs> and I did a little I did a little um tweet with that guy with a weird do you, you know there's that video the meme video where everyone sort of dubs over it with a with a subtitles I don't think I think this is like in Italian or Eastern European there's a there's a guy and he's being interviewed and he's got like really crooked teeth and he just suddenly starts talking about stuff and he bursts into hysterical laughter yeah oh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I used that gif with that to say, you know, everyone was getting super excited because Pokemon Japan said they're going to announce a reprint of an item card. And then Energy Lotto came out. But to be fair, Energy Lotto is going to be a lot more playable this this time around than it was probably last time. Uh, but I don't think it's a super, super amazing card. I think I got a bit hyped because I'd seen Ross's video on cards they're never going to reprint. And... um just a couple of days earlier. like, And I said, oh, Floatstone. I wonder if Floatstone's
2: coming back. (laughs) Yeah, people kept telling me that. They were like, Floatstone's coming back. And I was like, mate, watch my video. Floatstone's not coming back. It's not coming back. Yeah, exactly. And I will be wrong eventually, but it's not... Like, most of my predictions are pretty obvious. They released Floatstone, free retreat to anything. And then at the beginning of Sword and Shield, they made a conscious decision to release a significantly worse version of that in Air Balloon that reduces retreat cost by two. Yeah. And the only reason to do that, like, they've got Floatstone. So either you release you release Floatstone, or you release a nerfed version, which is a designer's way of saying, yeah, Floatstone's too good. Like, they are telegraphing it, and that was like two years ago they yeah. released Air Balloon. We're not getting Floatstone back right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we had um, Hisuian Sneasler V, which Ross does not like at all, um, but it's a nice card. Um, so that is... Um... Uh, fantastic uh, card that is playable. And then we've got some fantastic artwork with the Rapidash, Ponita. beautiful artwork on that Ponyta. Um, And a few other cards, Hisuian versions of Electrode and Voltorb have been announced as well. And obviously the one that I'm super hyped about that we've t- I think we've talked about before is uh, So So Eevee. Yeah. That'll be coming in this set as well. So lots of things to look forward to. The Reggie lines, obviously, in this set these sets as well so yeah looking positive like i said keep an eye on pokeguardian every friday because very very early in the morning uh we do get some updates from japan um so yeah we'll get hopefully some updates next week as we get that week closer the the full set should be released next uh, next friday yeah (laughs) so on the official PokemonCard.com website in japan they'll drop the full set minus the srs and higher onto the site and then uh, we'll be able to see everything there
2: Okay, I, let's... I need to, I, Sorry, I need to jump in for a minute. You forgot B V. Oh, yes. B V well. is yes, well Beedrill. good. Yes. I am genuine, and I could be wrong about this. I think Arceus V Star, because Arceus V Star with anything is good. Yeah. Arceus V Star, B V. I'm saying it now. I think that's going to be legit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely super playable. Um, That is going to be pretty sick combo with those two. So you heard it here first. Ross has said it super playable card that's going to be awesome deck to watch out for
2: <laughs> also gape jaw bog people are sleeping on that card that is huge jolteon has samurot obviously bishop they keep printing pokemon that do extra damage if any of i mean literally the What's one we saw this morning um i'm drawing a blank extra damage if any of your bench match v max that's right yeah yeah all of these Pokemon are going to want to play this stadium. It's genuinely big. People are people are not talking about how great Gate Jaw Bog is yeah. going to be. It's going to be everywhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like any of those Pokemon that sort of do a revenge attacks, if any of your Pokemon have got damage on them, yeah, this is going to be absolutely awesome. And we've seen some in the past like that as well, some cards. So um, absolutely, yeah, great stadium to have. Okay, should we have a look at, a quick look, Spring 22 product release guide? I'm just going to say, this is on the website, um, on PokeGuardian. We're not going to talk much about this because there's a lot on here. We've talked about most of this in previous podcasts, but just have a look on there. Um, Some dates have changed. Most of them are where they are. Um, Obviously, we've got the great stuff like the Professor Juniper Premium Tournament Collection coming out. Today, we had uh, the new Battle Academy launch. The collector's bundle that I thought was replacing the tins is out as well, officially out today, yeah. um, but we have got the tin coming out as well, the collector's chest coming out later on in May. Uh, so May's looking really, really busy. April's got some stuff coming out. But yeah, a couple of items out today, including the Pikachu V um, box as well, which I think some people are excited about. Everyone's always excited about a Pikachu V promo. Um, so we've got another one yeah. in, in that sense as well.
1: Anything you guys want to add on that product
0: release guide?
1: Uh, the Pikachu V, yeah, instant uh hit on uh, on shelves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um a lot of these collection boxes as most of us would know, you know, um you're not going to go out for the playability side of it. It's going to be like, you know, a mum's out in the supermarket. There's a 20 pound Pikachu box on the shelf. Ooh, I recognize Pikachu. That's from Pokemon. I'll buy that for little Jimmy whose birthday's coming up. You know, um it's pretty much that kind of thing it is the products that we tend to see of obviously Pikachu promos are predominant Charizard promos are predominant. The, the starters always are popular ones um, because it's usually um, people buying presents for others. Um, The, we are seeing more player focused products being released um, over the last few years, but a lot of them are usually um, the sort of try and encourage people to buy stuff off the shelf as a sealed collection box.
2: For me, it's April the 8th. April the 8th, we're getting more V Union, which is an exclusive V Union, and we're getting uh, Lucario V Star, which is not going to be an Astral Radiance, because I've counted this out, and there are eight V Stars on Astral Radiance. You've got the three from Battle Region, you've got Darkrai, and you've got the four from Sword and Shield 10, which weirdly is going to include the Rainbow Rare of Cleaver, but there is no Rainbow Rare of Lucario because mm-hmm. it was in its own deck. So right. Lucario is not going to be in Astral Radiance. So you've got Lucario, V-Star, and Morpego V-Union on the same day. Like in terms of the next month, those are the two products to me, which are like, Yunk. yeah.
1: Yeah, also V-Hero uh, I've ordered all three. When, <laughs> when I knew, oh, these are not reprints, instant buy for me because, again, I collect Urmbion and, and Espion must must buy sylvia nice to have as well i like that one over many of the others so um yeah but also the look v-star uh premium collection the regular art was going to end up at? Uh, in because i don't think it will be part of Astro Radiance, the regular version that would uh, not make uh, sense to me yeah so uh, yeah but that was uh, that was it for me
0: excellent Right, let's move on. We've got new alternate artwork promos of Leafion V and Glaceon V that were revealed in Hong Kong and Taiwan. Um, so, do you want to talk about this, Zachariah? Because I
1: yes, think it's, um, it, people
0: are a bit interested about um, the pose of Glaceon, for example, <laughs>
1: on this one. It's an interesting pose. Now, um, if you remember uh, way back in uh, in 2021, uh Brilliant Diamond the Shang Pearl uh, was uh, revealed, uh, the covers were revealed, and the pre-order bonuses were revealed at the time. And uh, you would get a special Lithium and glacion V-Promo in Taiwan or in Hong Kong. And at the time, we didn't know how these were going to be released outside of Asia. Uh, even Japan did not reveal those cards yet. We only knew at the time about upcoming V-Star products, Ice Lithium, no Ice uh, Glacion, and Ice uh, Grass uh, Leafion V products, V-Star products, and uh, yeah, almost certainly it will be in there. Fast forward to end uh, of no, begin 2022, it uh, it is it is uh, now out, and indeed we got it as well in English in uh, I think the Leafion and Glacion V-Star Premium Collection. Um now uh, the issue was with Hong Kong and Taiwan, um, they got those promos first, you know, as a, as a proper video game uh, early purchase bonus. And um, it would be very awkward for them to release the same card over again in another product. And what they now essentially did is they have made alternate artwork of those promos exclusively for the Chinese version of the Ice uh, uh, Glacion and Grass leafion V-Star uh, boxes. And uh, that is that is essentially it.
0: Yeah, and hmm. interesting thing is, will we ever see these in English or Japanese? Um, potentially. I think maybe some tins usually is hmm. the case. Yeah. You know, a feature line of, evolution tins um you might get this as a as a tin promo japan though will be slightly different so you know other than championship uh promo yeah <laughs> i don't know how they would release this um in japan because we have had it in the past haven't we we had a which evolution was it was a championship promo
1: you uh, forgot the. Uh, i think um i think all gx promos were champions league uh except for the the, the, the first generation uh, yeah. Evolutions, all of them got a uh, Champions League promo yeah. with a stamp on there. Um, I think these might un- end up uh, as Champions League as well as the, the V-Hero Tins promos. Yeah. Um, but also, these could be very well be gym promos in Japan for that yeah. matter. Who knows? It is not uh, a staple card, and uh, it would make a lot of... Uh, you know people engaging to you know to join those uh, gym events um but i don't see anything apart from those two scenarios being released in uh, japan
2: yeah I think we'll get them in English. I do think we'll get them in English. I mean, again, I don't have any insider information here, but if if you look at what the Pokemon Company International have done over the past couple of years, they seem to, I mean, we all know GX Ultra Shiny. We're missing like half the secret rares in that set. Since Sword and Shield, you know, the Trainer Gallery subset, and again, I'm just spitballing here, that seems to be the Pokemon Company International's way of saying there are too many of these cards. How do we get them out to people? 30-card Trainer Gallery subset. Every set in year three in the TCG, Sword and Shield, jobs are good. Em. One thing I noticed recently, the every time Japan does their gym promos, there's always a Pokemon V in there. Used yes. to be a GX, now there's a V. Yep. And they used to be collection boxes. Look at Beware, Porygon Z, things of that nature. That must be really awkward because there aren't always collection boxes coming up. Yeah. Whereas if you look at things like Dracovish over in Brilliant Stars, they just whack them into sets nowadays. Yep. Incidentally, Astral Radiance, you're going to have Mr. Rhyme and Infernape, I'm calling it now. But that opens up a lot more avenues because these Leafy on and Glaceon, they could be in tins. That would make perfect sense. They could just slide them into a set. And we're seeing that more and more in the past year or two. TPCI are getting much more confident with just going, ah, pop them in a set. Why not? Yep. Things like. Uh, the CoroCoro promos tend to be blister pack promos. Uh, look at the Korokoro Oracorio, which I never get tired of saying, which is gonna be a one pack and Astral Radiance, but the Indeedy Korokoro promo slipped it in a set. Yep. I think it was Champions Path, if I remember correctly. They just slipped it into a it set. It was, yeah. I think they would do the same. I could be wrong.
1: I, I personally think these are too uh, popular for to be whacked in a set. These make they will make, these will make money for our Pokemon company. These two promos.
2: Oh, yeah. Things make more sense, but I do think we're getting them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree.
0: Definitely. Cool. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Cleavor V Star Premium Collection is coming. Yes. It's um, listed with distributors. It'll be released on May the 27th this year. Um, Very interesting. We saw this before we saw it in Japanese. (laughs) So we saw the English version, which we don't often, it doesn't often happen. Happens once in a while. But um, it's quite interesting to see. What do you guys think about this? So obviously the full art's there, and we've got the um, V-Star. We're going to have a jump oversized version of the V-Star as well. Um, Ross, I mean, what are your thoughts on this particular product?
2: I have exactly two thoughts on this product, other than the fact that I'm definitely going to buy it day one. Uh, It's awkward, but it should mean that the regular art of Cleaver V and the rainbow rare of the V-Star and alternate art, if there is one, of the V, they should be slipped into Astral Radiance. That should be a given. Look at you know, the Pikachu bots coming out today. That is the Pikachu V from Brilliant Stars. They take the regular version out, but they leave the full art in Brilliant Stars. Pokemon mm. have done that a lot lately. Yes. Uh, my second thought is the V-Star power, 30 damage for one energy for every Pokemon in your discard pile. That's going to be great in Wormadam decks. I'm definitely testing this in Wormadam decks. Although honestly, any deck playing a fighting energy or something like an Aurora energy, which could count as it, why not? If you can fit a one-one line in your deck, this seems like a really good tech V Star power. Yeah, I don't like the regular attack, but the V Star power I really like. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think it will be definitely a popular um, premium collection box for sure, and um, because I think. Cleavor is just one of the popular new Pokemon from Legends RCS as well. A lot of people seem to, um, really engage with this particular one. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting. What are you, what are your thoughts, Zachariah?
1: Um, I think it's again, product wise, fantastic product, but what I, uh, what I, uh, what is kind of interesting to me because the Lucario V-Star Premium collection had the full art field, which is not present in the V-Star decks in Japan. Yeah. And now they see Clevo V, uh, which is, again, first reveal in, in English. What what are they thinking, Japanese fans? <laughs> what are these outsiders uh, having uh, what we don't have revealed first? But yeah, solid product. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Clevo myself, but again, I'm all over the Hiseo-yan, uh content first. Definitely a nice product. Again, you know, $39.99 USD, MSRP, you can't go wrong. A full-out confirmed and a V-Star.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, from a product point of view, you're getting six booster packs in there as well. So, you know, from a yeah. value point of view, it's pretty decent. I think product.
1: it's five for European, but yeah. that's, I've not seen those uh, listed yet. But similar yeah, to and, the I, and we
0: probably won't get the PIN badge, or we'll have coin. something yeah. removed
2: from coin. the We'll get the page. PIN, not the coin.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Okay, so that's the Cleavor V-Star. Um, now we're going to look at some Ultra Pro products. The Astral Radiance card binder was revealed. This is a really, really weird one for me. I mean, I thought this, was, this might have been a placeholder artwork because there might have been, at the time, I thought, are they putting a placeholder similar to what they did with Battle Region because they didn't want to reveal too early particular Pokemon that are in the game, as a spoiler, but then the the longer this has gone on, it's quite apparent this is going to be the artwork for this folder, Um, which is a real, real... um, How can I put it? It's going really far from what they usually do. So usually we get these folders, and you get the pack artwork on these folders. So you get this 9 pocket, and you'll get the 4 pocket, and uh, we've been really spoiled recently because we had some amazing artwork, um, pack artwork over the last few years, including like the tag team generation. We had Mitsuhiro Arita. Um, and more recently we've had, oh, who's the artist who did Blaziken VMAX?
1: Akira Agawa.
0: Agawa. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Akira Agawa um, has been doing some amazing pack artworks, which were then transferred onto these products. So, to see what we tend to see on their playmats, you know, a generic, um, this is your standard picture, cut and paste on, of a particular Pokemon onto uh, a product like this, just seems a bit off to me. I don't know about you guys. What do you think, um, Zachariah? Uh,
1: I th- people thought um, this might be due to some uh, Legends Arceus spoilers, that they are covering this up as a placeholder. But uh, it, from from what I see, this is the end product. <laughs> I'm fairly certain of that. Um, yeah, this is a disappointment. I'm, I'm very sorry. I can't I can't support this kind of product. I'm very I'm very sorry. And you do not do not please um, you know send hate mails to Ultra Pro because this is not clearly Ultra Pro making that decision. It is a Pokemon Company International decision. It is not uh, that Ultrapo says, hey, I like this over the, that artwork, we'll use that. No, no, no. I'm very certain they are, you know, licensed and contracted. Hey, this is what you want, produce it. So, um, but again, the only thing that mattered to me for those kind of products was the artwork. And if you know, remove the artwork and put some generic, uh, you know, Pokedex art on that, th- that is disappointment. I'm very sorry. But still, you know, for for that price, uh, for beginners, a nice product. But now you will have a gap in your binary collection of sets. Oh, there's this fantastic uh, Anasaki dynamic uh, boost pack artwork omitted. And now there's the the Hisuian starters on there. Uh, I'm not sure what is going on, but this is uh, terrible. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Ross, your thoughts on this?
2: I mean, when I talk about this on my channel, I'm, I'm pretty clear about my thoughts on it. It's not for me. All I can tell you is right? I used to teach business for many, many years. I'm quite I'm quite good at the whole business thing. And one of two things is going to happen with these products. Either they're going to sell better than we think they should, not liking them personally. And if they do, then that means people like them. And if people other than us like them, then actually, you know, as much as I'm a grumpy old Cornishman sitting here saying I don't like them, if there are kids out there that are going, hey, it's the one for that game I play. I love that then that's actually, maybe it's just not product for us. The other possibility is they sell a lot less because the artwork's not as good. And at the end of the day, Pokemon Company International, Ultra Pro, like pretty much, like the vast majority of companies, their main objective is profit. They are profit-making businesses. So if they don't sell enough to make profit, they will change the way they do things. So one of those two things has to be true. For me personally, I mean, the, the, the merch drops go on the Japanese Pokemon Center at one in the morning UK time and recently, I think three times I've done it, and there is the Kanahe, um, uh playmat, yeah. the, the dude who does Pokemon Smile artwork. That is going up on April the 8th. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be up to like two in the morning ordering that. Yeah. I'm not even going to walk down the road to buy this Ultra Pro stuff.
0: Yeah, no. totally agree. And you know what? The, f- the folders aren't the greatest, personally, having used them in the no. past. You know, one, they're not big enough to fit the whole set in. Um, which is very right to me. You know, you're buying them to your master set in and you can't fit your master set in them. Um, They're, they're top loaded. So, you know, you turn them upside down, your cards are going to fall out. And um, they're transparent. You know, I like the pages where you've got the cloth, either black colored background cloth. So you, you slide your card in and you can't see what's behind it, essentially, on the other page. Um, these pages, you know, you have some gaps in it and it looks really bad. Um, and it's not very clear to see where your gaps are when you've got when you're seen the, the back of the other card behind it. It can just, you know, um, yeah, not a fan of these, but the artwork used to save it, and sometimes I'd buy the occasional ones simply because of the artwork on it. Don't think I will um, with this one myself e- either. Let's see. Hopefully we're proven wrong, and there there is different artwork, but this late in the day, I don't think they're going to change it. People know what it looks like, so let's see what they decide for the next one
1: the only thing that might save it for me is if uh if they use the artwork for the pro binders to make yep. it more special yeah that would be that would make my day <laughs> if they would do that
0: that's yeah, yeah. if that, that would be awesome if they did um but we'll have to wait and see <laughs> right talking of ultra pro um We've got one more thing for you. I know Ross isn't fond of this one either. Um, It's the Gallery Series Frosted Forest product line was announced. We saw a playmat with a frosted background, um, which looks okay. But then you've got literally cut and paste Pokemon images put on the front. And, you know, a lot of people have been joking. Oh, I could have knocked that up in... Five minutes, ten minutes. One of one of our friends, Bray, who's been a guest on here, said I could have knocked that up in ten minutes. I said that long because <laughs> essentially, literally, you go for a Google search on any of these Pokemon, and these images are the first ones that come up because they're their official images, and they're on Bulbapedia as official images. And you will just literally cut, paste onto a background, job done, mate. You know, and that's it. Um, so yeah, you've got the play mat, you've got um, the folders. You've got the uh, ring binder. There's a um, deck box. They've got an. Uh, it looks like an Holcove deck box as well. By the looks of yeah, it.
1: Flip, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, and the sleeves as well. Um, so they've gone f- full out on on every product. Um, but yeah, it's not that special to me. I mean, guys, <laughs> back to you, Zachariah. Like,
1: like Ross said, something must be going on. Uh, it, Probably it's, it does well. Otherwise, <laughs> they won't continue this. Um, but this is the fourth, I think, fourth uh, program line now yeah. with this kind of style. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Uh, I don't know who approved it. Um, apparently, you know, people get paid to do this. Uh, again, uh, you know, I'm not uh, uh, saying this, is, uh, you know, the person that is doing this is doing a bad job. Um, but I'm not sure what is going on. Is it, uh, like I said in the last article, is it licensing? Um, who decides these kind of uh, products? Because how can Pokemon Company International be proud of this? Well, like Ross said, when you see all the Japanese stuff going on, yeah. I'm sorry, is this about, you know, a go to the Pokemon Center UK and US and Canada to buy some proper stuff? And even those, how weird it is, are not on the same level as the Japan stuff and um, yeah it works you know there's some proper stuff in there your know, pro binders deck boxes it works they are affordable and that's about it but I won't get this product for the, the design yeah. only if there's Lugie on there but that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> that's something else but uh, yeah. yeah sorry that this is not something I can advise to collectors. Ross.
2: I mean, they did a nice one and didn't put "Mama Swine" on it. And actually, I have a problem with Ultra Pro because at the um, at the UK Games Expo a couple of years ago, I was chatting to some dudes from Ultra Pro. And they were really rude to me. Um, I don't know if that's reflective of the whole company, but it certainly kind of soured my opinion of them. And it's just like like I said before. I mean, I, I made my point. Mm. If these are selling, then that means there is an audience. And if there's an audience out there, that isn't me. Good. And if they're not selling, they'll change what they're doing. I have so many mats and so many packs of unopened sleeves, which I'm saving for the right tournament, but have been for years and years and years. I don't ever need to buy these things again. I need to buy generic sleeves and folders to store stuff. And that is it. I don't need to buy any branded stuff. But I like buying branded stuff. And they can have my money, but not for this. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and like you mentioned before, you know, the stuff we're seeing out in Japan, they commission oh, certain God. artists who don't even do Pokemon cards. And you're like, why are they not commissioning this artist to do cards? Because look at the amazing line of sleeves and products that they're producing. And you know, it's just like two different worlds. It's like you're getting spoiled rotten there. I mean, there's a Hesuan Growlith Sao So sleeve set coming out, which oh, yeah. I am gonna be desperate to get hold of. Yet here, we're getting cut and paste from Google on your on your sleeves. It's, yeah, yeah. I think it's, again, they're taken... Um, se- the seriousness of accessories is taken very differently in the West as it is to in Japan, I think, um, yeah. which, is, which is interesting to have a look at. But that's it. I don't think we should spend much more time on this. It's not really <laughs> worth, worth worth our effort. Let's move on to something... That's gonna be huge for a lot of people. Um, because I know people build decks around these cards, and I know someone who bought a playset and then was like, I've got caught out again, happened with Urshifu, now it's happened with this. Um, the Calorax VMAX League battle decks are coming. And these are pretty good. And I, and I think this is one thing that Pokemon are doing amazingly. They're getting really playable decks. But let's let's be honest, you know, you can to a certain extent, you can buy these decks, go to a Pokemon League after you've sort of practised quite a bit, use these out the box without really tweaking them too much, and have a pretty good time and a competitive night at a Pokemon League. Um, you know, and you can get loads of staples out of this, really playable cards. What do you guys think? Ross, you're you're a man about playing the game and
2: understanding the concept of playing the game. What do you think of these products? I mean, one, one of the most regular questions I get asked is, how do I start playing competitively? And one of the things which Pokemon, and I play a bunch of games, I play Pokemon, I play Digimon, I dabble in the Final Fantasy TCG, which is severely underrated. Uh, I'm apparently getting into One Piece now, because that one looks super interesting. I love trading card games. There is not a single game out there right now that can be played as quickly, easily, or cheaply as Pokemon, and it's because of two products. It's the League Battle Decks and the Trainer's Toolkit. Now, it's it's running out because of the whole rotation thing happening soon. But for the last like six months, you could have bought the two Urshifu decks, League Battle decks, and the Trainer's Toolkit, and you would basically have everything you needed. You might need to go and buy a few singles on eBay, but you could legitimately have two proper good competitive decks by buying those three products and a few singles. And those three products together, you're looking at, oh, I don't know, 80, 90 quid. That is absurd for getting a decent footing in a in a tcg is absolutely ridiculous calyrex is an awkward one because a few months ago they were both top tier decks yep. now it's really more stuff like Mew and arceus and gengar which are jumping ahead you know single strike who has been replaced by gengar now but and i think the calyrex are coming a little bit late but you got to bear in mind there are lead time to these products i guarantee when they started doing these they were Very good, well-played decks. And they're still not going to be trash garbage. They're just maybe not the tier one they used to be. But anyone with any interesting competitive Pokemon, pick these two up. And the new Trainer's Toolkit, which you've told us, Zach, is coming in July, and I'm going to believe you on this one, they are the products to buy.
0: Absolutely. Zachariah, your thoughts?
1: Essentially what Ross said. uh, Again, these are solid products. Uh, Competitively, uh, if you buy two of those decks, you have a very consistent deck. I did the same with PicoROM. Uh, I didn't play PicoROM at the time. Uh, you know, Pikachu and Zekrom GX yep. uh, tech team. Uh, I've played two, uh, about two. I'm um, um, th- uh, no, no, not two, four. <laughs> because I uh, literally have one sealed, just to, you know, as a reminder that this was one of the greatest decks ever for me. Um, I've played with a friend, uh, you know, uh, on a summer day. No, oh, the only th- bad part was I had to sleeve them all. That, if that's the only bad part, I am a very happy man, yeah. and this is the same with the, the Kyrex. Now the thing is, I don't like uh, Kyrex V Max uh, personally, but again, you know, for this kind of price, the value is top tier. Uh, it might be one of the best products uh, this year so far in terms of, you know, value. Yeah, no, nothing much more to add, honestly.
0: Yeah, definitely. um Awesome. So we've got a release date of June the 17th on this product. And we think the MSRP is probably going to be US dollars, 29.99, similar to what the the ones were. It is subject to
1: change. We do not have a product image. It has to be officially revealed yet.
0: Yeah. So that's our guess on that. So yeah, pretty solid product there. Okay. We've got Pokemon TCG, Pokemon Go product collection lineup was revealed. As we all know, we're getting this new set coming out. Pokemon TCG, Pokemon Go. Obviously, um, Pokemon um, TCG, they've been really influenced by the Chinese bootleggers because um, we got those gold base set Pikachu and Charizard in the ultra-premium collection box for celebrations, which we've been seeing for years on eBay and being imported by bootleg Chinese sellers. And then there used to be these Pokemon Go fake cards and... The TCG thought, well, why not make them official? Let's make it a set. So we've got the <laughs> Pokemon Go set coming. Obviously to do with um yeah. It this, this thing's got eleven products we've got listed here. Um so quite a lot of information. Interesting thing is obviously we're getting the elite trainer box. As this is pretty much a special set, you're gonna get that promo in the elite trainer box as well, as we always do. Some previous nice ones to mention with the stained glass, legendary birds we got.
2: How are you gonna see okay?
0: Yep. Yeah, um, we got the fantastic Greninja Gold Star in um, recently as well. Uh, we got the EVV Max
1: yeah.
0: as well, didn't we? Um, so Charizard. yeah, some really good Charizard. We got the Charizard Full Art, which was a very rare card in Japan. Only 3,000-odd, I think there were, or 6,000 in the Something
1: end. Like that. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah. So yeah, so we're going to get a promo in here. I don't know what it is yet, but um, it's probably going to be of a full-art full art nature or a very nice artwork as such, which is a positive. There's a premium collection, special collection, there's a collection box, tin, Pokeball tins, mini tins, battle decks, including bundled versions, uh, premium deck holder collection, and the pin collections, which we've seen the um, artwork to already, which is basically the, um, those are the special collections, sorry, of Team Instinct, Mystic, and Valor depending on which team you play with. So do you you guys play Pokemon Go or not,
2: Ross? I used to play it a lot. I've kind of dropped off it a little bit, unfortunately. Uh, One way to think about the Pokemon Go lineup, it's very similar to Shining Fates, but the premium collection is like the Marnie one from Champion's Path, not like the ones from Shining Fates. And they're adding in the deck holder thing and the trainer special collections with the trainer promos. (coughs) Excuse me. Other than that, it's very similar to Shining Fates. I just want to see some cards. Um, yeah. One of the things that really interests me, they've just gone Gen 7, like tipping their toes in Gen 7. Will they put Generation 8 Pokemon into the Pokemon Go set when those Pokemon aren't in Pokemon Go the game? Will they pr- I mean, the, the one question, right? Melmetal, VMAX. For a long time, it's been Hatterene, Matchamp, Melmetal. They've been the three Gigantamax Pokemon that never got VMAXs. Yeah. We've now seen Matchamp. And Melmetal is the Pokemon Go Pokemon, so and we know VMAX is going to be in the set. We know V Stars are going to be in the set. Though that's both been confirmed. So how Pokemon Go are they going to go? Are we going to get a stadium for a Pokestop? Are we going to get items which are like Pinap Berries? That's what I want. In the same way, one of the reasons I love Battle and I think you mentioned this a, a bit earlier, Zach. They've they've gone Hisuian in there, and they've got they're going Hasuian stadiums, uh, supporter cards, Pokemon. And I love that because I love the game. I might not play Pokemon go much anymore. Although while we're here, why are they making the Stuffle community day, which brings Stuffle and beware into the game? Why are they doing that on the Saturday of EUIC, <laughs> the international championships? That's a little bit rude. I'm probably going to be in the middle of a game when that's going yeah. on. But I want to know how Pokemon Go they go into the set. Because I'm going to splurge way too much money on it because that's what I do. But I'm going to like that set so much more if they go full Pokemon Go.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, what I didn't mention is the Japanese version this week. They revealed the pro description. I know not necessarily Pokemon, but Toys R Us Japan. And and now it's removed, by the way. But what they mentioned was that is very important and vital for this set. Mewtwo V-Star is confirmed. Uh, Machamp V-Star is confirmed as well. Yep. Pokemon VMAX are confirmed for this set. And on top of that, there is going to be revealed, uh, included in the set a new rarity of popular Pokemon. And one of them is confirmed to be Eevee as seen in Eevee Heroes. And that is that this this text already went from, hey, decide this, this set might be nice to a uh, must period it I, I don't know what what they include but it must be good um, if it's remotely uh, as good as battle region I think this is such a great set and mind you this is Pokemon go so they know what they have in their hands this is literally gold like like I told you in the previous podcast episodes this collaboration is vital for Pokemon Go players to be familiar with TCG because they need the, the special codes that's going to be included in the Asian set for their game and vice versa. And uh, yeah, this is going to be such a nice set. I'm going to repeat it. High potential, amazing set already. Um, just give me an EV already. And I'm going to be a very happy man. Sorry, <laughs> I need to... Give it, give me it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think Ross Ross touches on a really important point there. You know, it's around we're only starting to see the lowland Pokemon uh, Gen sevens being released in the game as we speak. It's going to be at least another year before they release um, current generation into it because the drip feed us in Pokemon Go. You know, they give us everything now. What we're we going to come back for? It's one of the highest grossing mobile games from revenue point of view in the world. Um, they make a ton of money off this. It brought a lot of people back to the TCG when Pokemon Go first originally came out back in 2016. Um, so you know they know that it's going to drive people into the card game, co- collecting the cards as well. And as you say, you know I think we will see some of the major players from the Pokemon Go in here. And as you say, you know we've had some announcements around Mewtwo V-Star and Machamp. Um, so yeah. Evie, that new rarity. I think that's going to get everyone intrigued, and that's where it's going to start generating the pre-orders. Now, as you said, you know people are going to be like, "Oh, new rarity. What does that mean?" You know, we've seen uh, the K cards recently, the you know shining yeah. cards, which absolutely looks. I was skeptical about them when I got in. Got the when I pulled the Greninja in hand, I was like, "This thing looks amazing." You know, we've had amazing rares in the past. Shining Legends, we've had Shining Cards. What are we going to get new rarity in here? I think that's a bit more of excitement and that gives us something to look forward to. So yeah, positive looking set. Hopefully we get some more news and I think obviously we'll start getting leaks um, yeah. in, in in a little while. I'll give it another month or so and we'll start seeing some cards being leaked and um, we'll uh, get the buzz going for this set. But I think a lot of people thought, hmm, looks a bit vanilla. It's probably going to be very five-band graphics, cards, you know, Vs and V-star. But it could be, but I think there is uh, an option here for it to be something quite special as a special set.
2: I hope what? so. Sorry.
1: Yeah, they, they can they can absolutely kill the set, yes, just by uh, making the loading screens a special arts yeah. one-to-one. Oh, yeah. Just, just that, that little thing, if they do that, like I said before, just a few minutes ago, this set has so much potential. I'm probably overhyping it, which we shouldn't do. But how can you not? <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's all I do is overhype stuff. It's <laughs> like, what with me? I mean, one thing I've, I've pointed out to people, and people don't like it when I point this out. Pokemon Go is not for TCG players. The Pokemon mm-hmm. Go TCG set is not for TCG players. They are going to sell us Astral Radiance. They're going to sell us whatever Sword and Shield 11 is. They're going to sell us every other set. This set is for Pokemon Go players to go, oh TCG. And then they go and buy more TCG stuff. Yep. Plus, they know that people like us, it doesn't matter what the set looks like, we are going to spend money on it. Pokemon Go TCG, the only reason to make this set and again, if you look at everything TPCI have done the last few years, they are getting really good at this business stuff. They're making a huge amount of money. They're making a lot of good decisions. This is a set which is designed to go, hang on a second. There are many, 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 many millions of people playing Pokemon Go who don't buy Pokemon cards. We'd make a lot of money if these people made, bought Pokemon cards. Let's make Pokemon cards just for them. It's not for people like us. And if we end up buying it as well, which let's face it, we're all going to, handy bonus the one thing is and i don't think there's a good way around this i think this set works way better in japan because we don't sell individual boosters special sets for various reasons the way the pokemon is set up over here we have booster boxes of our main sets in february may august and november and we have special sets sold in our own products that's the way we do it but what you really want and I, i stand by this what you want with pokemon go is you go into a supermarket and right there on the till where all the chocolate and stuff is you got a half booster box just opened four pound a pack and they're going to have that in japan where they have booster boxes and i think impulse purchase couple quid a pack and we all know in japan it's really cheap to buy individual packs that's how you that's how you really make your money with pokemon go i do think that's a downside of the way we do stuff over here But the only way they could change that is completely redoing how they do special sets. And I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't change that either.
1: I I think the uh, the positive side on this set is this set uh, might be identical to the Asian version, just like Shining Legends was. And I'm very happy to see that because when I saw Hidden Fates, uh, Shining Fates, I saw all those extra cards in there. So no, just give me what japan has uh, not not all the the starter deck stuff in there the generic stuff i don't need that the, the downside of hidden fates you know you had all all these you know terrible cards in there which you know artwork wise amazing but the bulk of, of uh, hidden fates is terrible nobody wants it it was that bloated yeah and this is similar to sharing legends i'm fairly certain of nearly identical. It would surprise me if there's any other random stuff th- thrown in there. I would highly doubt that, because there's an actual theme going on. So, like Detective Pikachu, and um, what what I do want to see is some regional exclusives. We've touched on that, but also just give us some some nice stuff. Again, I mentioned one time now, highly potential uh, for the set.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and to think, you know, we had an official, unofficial sort of like Dream League um, Cosmic Eclipse was unofficially like with the character rares was a crossover with Pokemon Masters, yeah, Um yeah. and it was fairly evident because it was came out sort of the anniversary of Pokemon Masters, I think. Um, so again, you know, they've tried things in the past where they've cross collaborated with their different um, games with the card game. So, you know, potential, if this is successful, you know, we could have potential future crossovers, um, with other Pokemon games, um, as well. Um, well, the main TC, the main video game lines are very interconnected with the TCG yeah. as it is, as we all know. Um, but it'd be nice to see the spin-off games, um, as well, being more integrated like this.
1: I think the of Pikachu might've been a, um, uh, an, uh result of this uh, set because before that we did not have seen something like detective pikachu dcg before i might be wrong but uh, detective pikachu was the kind of special set clearly something totally different and this again is the result of that i'm very certain of that
2: yeah Let's not yes. forget, it wasn't exactly the same. Japan did have that yes. Detective Yoshida full yes. art, which yes. for yes. some reason we. Why <laughs> did we not get that card? That, 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 that is makes no sense ja- to me.
1: Japan exclusive, not Korea, Ch- China, or yeah. Japan exclusive. Why? I don't know. It is, it's Ken Watanabe, right? That's huge yeah. actor. It might be because of that. For, hey, there's Ken Watanabe, but I'm.
0: I love Ken Watanabe.
1: I'm jealous. <laughs>
0: And you know what? As you guys know, I collect full art supporters. That is the Mm. only real life full art supporter in my whole collection has in a photograph of an individual because the rest of them are all obviously um, artwork. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting fact as well. You know, it's the first and only time they've put literally a photograph (laughs) as a full art supporter.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Bad times.
0: Cool. I think we've covered everything for this podcast. It's been extremely enjoyable. Ross, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Do you want to tell those of people out there who, there can't be very many, to be fair, listening to this, who don't know what your um, YouTube channels are, do you want to sort of give a bit of information as to what they are,
2: how they can view your content? Ah, nice and quickly. Just p- t- YouTube.com/ptcgradio. People are always like, "What?" I'm like, "Pokemon trading card game radio." It's really straightforward. I almost called it on the bubble, and then I'm glad I didn't because Kenny Wisdom did like a YouTube channel a couple months later, called it on the bubble, and I was like, "Oh, that would have been awkward." <laughs> and I like Kenny. I don't want to have to fight Kenny. He's a lovely, <laughs> lovely man. Plus, he now works for Pokemon, so I think that might not do well for my relationship with Pokemon. Uh, that's just Pokemon stuff, anything Pokemon related, mostly TCG. But, you know, when video game news comes out, things of that nature will go on there. And Wossy Plays is. I made a second channel because, I mean, at one point I uploaded a Mario Kart video to PTCG Radio and I instantly, like within a couple of minutes, lost 20 subscribers. And this is when I did not have 20 subscribers to spare. I still don't, to be fair. Uh, so, youtube.com slash Just. It's mostly Digimon, Marvel Champions. Used to be a lot of Key Ford for that. Went on hiatus. Starting to do One Piece now. But that's really just my whatever I feel like channel because I am not making a third channel.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I'd highly hang. recommend both channels, to be fair. If you're into wanting to learn how to play the Pokemon trading card game or just learn a bit more information about products coming out, definitely worth checking out. And what he Plays has definitely, definitely helped me a lot. Um, in my Digimon conquests recently. Um, So thank you very much, Ross. Uh, Zachariah, anything you want to add before we go?
1: Yeah, it's been a blast having you on this uh, podcast episode. I uh, hope uh, for some future uh, returning episodes, uh, Ross. (laughs)
2: That's the plan. Thank you for having me on, guys. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. I'm just sitting chatting Pokemon with nice people. It's, It's a good time.
0: Great having you on. Thank you, everybody, for watching. You can catch me on Poketad's YouTube channel, and um, all my links are on poketad.com. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.